welcome to another episode of The Privy. I am Courtney. And I am Boris. Boris, how are you? I'm good. You're going to kill me, but I need to rustle some paper. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. Um, how are you? What is your highlight of the week? <laughs> I think the highlight of the week is meeting a friend's boyfriend for the first time. He is here from Australia. She's Australian, but she lives here. He's fantastic. Love him. Great energy. So happy for her. How about you? So, um, and you see how I sum mine up? I make it quick. I was going to see Corny for dinner last no, night. And no, listen, okay. I was going to see Corny for dinner last night and he fell asleep on me. And while I was waiting for him, I went to get a drink in a bar and the bartender thought I was stood up, so he gave me a free rose and his number. <laughs> <laughs> that was my highlight. Listen, <laughs> it was quick and to the point. Yeah. I'm not upset by it. No, of course you're not. And I have food in my mouth right now. So, so, um, so, so this week uh, we're discussing gays in TV and film and the media in general. Just gays or LGBT? LGBT. Mm. Um, you say gays first, so. Well, mainly I'm going to speak about... No, that's a lie. Basically, um, in England we have a TV show called Holby City. Uh, H-O-L-B-Y. Holby City. Holby City, okay. Which has been on pretty much as long as I can remember. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like our general hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's this long-running, crappy TV show, but mm-hmm. everyone loves it. <laughs> it's called a soap opera here, but go ahead. Oh, it's also called a soap opera in England. Wow, look at that. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's run by the BBC, which is the main television network we have in England. And... This last week, they got in a lot of trouble mm-hmm. because many people were complaining that there is too many gay characters uh, in the program. Okay. And people were tweeting in to BBC and writing in saying that the fact that you had two men kissing was inappropriate. Um, and the writers responded saying that there's just two gay love stories and four out of the 17 regular characters are gay. Which they were like, isn't much. It's not, it's not dis- much at all. No, they're like, it's not disproportionate. We're doing this very fairly and favorably. Uh, but uh, it still didn't go down well. And they then went on to say that because the TV show is on before 9 o'clock, which is like the watershed. Um, before 9 o'clock a.m.? P.m. Okay. So like anything after 9 o'clock... is like p.m. ...can be like a bit more adult... Adult on the themes. Mm-hmm. So people were also angry that it was before. We call it prime time here. Continue. Well, it's not prime time. Did you get up on the wrong side of that? <laughs> no, just... All right. Okay. So um, <laughs> I this then uh, got me thinking. Okay. Um, and I'm going to talk about with you lesbians in a bit. Why are you laughing? And, <laughs> I got you to think. Did it now? Yes. Because I was thinking. Firstly, um, what does this tell us about societal expectations? that they don't want to be looking at gays when they're watching their TV and then they're all happy supporting gay rights when it comes to it. And when push comes to shove, when they want to have their downtime and watch the TV, they don't want to see men kissing. They feel gross by it. I have other things I was thinking about. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I that was a question. I didn't want to interrupt you. So I don't know what the program is like in um, London or the UK or wherever. It's General Hospital. Right, but that's a completely different... It's essentially a daytime hospital drama. Right, I hear everything you're saying, but let me ask you this. How was it growing up? Did you see gay representation like in, in media? And like, had you heard of this before? Like, 
in Holby City or in life anywhere in life no I didn't um did you get up on the wrong side of the No, no, no. I um, So, well, no, I wanted to open that as a thing. And then I, I was, do you think it's the fact that it's a pl- this platform that people aren't, people, a lot of people took to the, took the time to write and tweet into the producers saying this was unacceptable. Which is interesting because here the platform of soap operas are very like old school, like grandmas, mothers, people who don't have jobs, but like older people watch soap operas. Like and it's good. not like a young it's not like a young demographic. So I am surprised that they took the time to tweet and to do all that. But it doesn't surprise me because it's like very old in nature. Uh, I'm not saying that the programming is asking for it, but for them not to expect some backlash is a bit surprising for me. And do you think if it was two women kissing, there'd be such an uproar? I don't know. I really don't even know if I care, really. Um, (laughs) Just because I think that representation of LGBT people is so much more important in other areas of TV. I don't take so far as that serious. I think that's probably the last thing I'll ever watch on TV. So... That <laughs> swifts on quite nicely to um, the representation of LGBT people not in soap operas. And now we're going to jump to America. Okay. And I'm just going to, you know what, roll through. I have three points, and then we, you can tell me your points because I know you have all your notes. No, I don't have a lot of points, but you know Glad is... Um, I just want to send a shout-out to Glad because, you know, every year Glad actually does um, a full report on where LGBT people are in the media both TV, um, movies, and all that. But I'll get into that later. But okay. shout, out, shout out to Glad for always. And that actually, I have a point. My last point will lead on to that. Okay. Oh, this worked out really well. So um, <laughs> there's a tendency for lesbians to get killed in the media. Really? In TV shows, a lot, which surprised me. Um, I knew gay men were often killed, but there's a lot out there about lesbians being killed. And this came out very recently because there was this TV show um, on the CW, which I guess is kind of soap e. Mm, yeah, really. it's not like the highest. Yeah, bar, but it's so. not like for, it's for younger people. Yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. Which sure. it makes us challenging. Uh, they had a show called The One Hundred, okay. which I'd never heard of. But there was a lesbian character on there okay. who um, just got killed, and again, people went ang- were, were really angry because they'd used this character who I won't say the name just for spoiler alerts. Okay. Because uh, I think there is several lesbian characters in it. Okay. Anyway, um, so her name was Lexa. <laughs> I don't know how you were going to say it. You say it. <laughs> well, just because in case, or whatever. So basically, um, Lexa's death, she had been this sort of character that the LGBT community had attached onto and this power woman. Mm-hmm. And she gets killed after she has a kiss with her. Um, Lover. Okay. And something along those lines, they've been very happy. Okay. And this is a very common trend. And I actually, when I was watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> way back in the 90s... That doesn't surprise me. I love that show. Okay. So, Alison Hannigan's character was a lesbian, and she... There's a scene that I remember vividly in her apartment, and a bullet comes in and shoots 
the girlfriend of this really <laughs> well, 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 You make it seem like a bullet itself just came with, somebody shot a gun. And, Outside a stray bullet. like A, a stray bullet. Okay, yeah, like, they were just in their room. You should sound like, like there was a bullet that just came in and then killed her. I mean, it did. They were just like talking. Oh, okay. I mean, ahead. this was back in the 90s. My memory isn't that great. Okay. But it, it really, the similarities between this is uncanny that okay. you have um, these lesbians being killed after their so-called happy ending. And, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, there's this report that was written by the Washington Post that said in 2006 alone, 10 characters... 2006 or 2016? 2016. Okay, you said 2006. I know, I realise. So <laughs> 2016 alone, uh, 10 characters identifying as lesbian or bisexual have been killed on the CW show Jane the Virgin, so the CW really doesn't like their lesbians. Right. AMC's The Walking Dead and Sci-Fi's The Magicians and the CW's Vampire Diaries. Okay. The CW, really. Mm. Mm. Um, and they, in this Vampire Diaries, this, like, last year, they had a lesbian couple die in a fiery car explosion. So again, like, having these nice two lesbians driving in their car, happy, and of course it blows up. Right. So, um... This again caused a lot of outrage, mm-hmm. and the showrunner of the or the guy who wrote it replied, "I'm very sorry for not recognizing this. This being this trend of lesbians mm-hmm. being killed uh, as fully as I should have, knowing everything I know now, Lex's death would have played out very differently." Mm-hmm. And he went on to say, which I think is pretty nice, that he the proof of how he's responded to this isn't by simply saying, "All right, I'm sorry," but it's how he's going to go on. Here on out, mm-hmm. um, and there is this hashtag that came out called "bury your gaze." Oh my god! Uh, like this is a really big deal. Bury your gaze. Who came up with that hashtag? It's just know? trending. I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it was it was trending after Lex's death. Okay, and everyone came out with it, and this then led to a um, initiative called, which is a good lead on to your point, uh, LGBT. Uh, called LGBT Fans Deserve Better. Okay. Which aims to help producers learn about the history of the representation and the encounters and current state of representation of LGBT characters on TV. And it keeps track of how many characters are dying. Mm. So it's really trying to like give the LGBT characters a happy ending. Mm. Which I think connects nicely to GLAAD. Yeah. So you can now talk about GLAAD. <laughs> I just did a lot well, of first, I wonder what the... That's so interesting why that trend is going on with, like, lesbians. And is it just yeah. a coincidence? Or is there... I don't want to say a formula behind it, but is there some sort of underlining meaning behind it? I don't know. Why That's they always bizarre. get their happy endings. I don't know. And then they I get hate killed. that you keep using happy endings. Like, I'm thinking of... Like, yeah, I'm thinking of, like, uh... Massage. <laughs> um, Definitely no happy endings in a lesbian <laughs> um, relationship. What, um... So as you don't, as you know, Glad is the um, what was formerly the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. So every year they put out a um, report of representation of the representation of LGBT people in the media, and they're all quick facts. So I will go through these now. Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Of the 895 series regulars. Expected to appear on broadcast scripted primetime programming in the coming year, which is 2017. So this report came out in 2016, the end of 2016. 
43 were identified as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer. This is the highest percentage of LGBT series regulars GLAD has ever found. There were an additional 28 recurring LGBTQ characters. So that's a good thing. Yes. But it doesn't mention what happens to these characters because um, between 1976 and 2016, 31% of LGBT characters, primarily lesbian, are killed. Wow. So it's one thing saying, look, we've got representation, but this LGBT fans is a better thing uh, actually says that um, it's one of his missions is to stop writers introducing LGBT characters for the sole purpose of baiting queer viewers into watching only to have them watch people die and die like them in acts of shocking violence. Interesting. Yeah. So you have your popular people coming to watch the gay character, everyone loving them. Yeah. And then that gay character is always getting killed in a very violent way. They're never just like off going off somewhere into a happy existence. I mean, I don't know how you happily die. No, I'm saying they're not like written <laughs> off because they got married. Got it. And, and then they like left. Hand. It's yeah, like they got left. married and then a stray bullet kills them. Okay. Got so it. what about the stray bullets? Okay. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, and Lexa. Another point. <laughs> she also gets a stray bullet. It's not very really original. Uh, another point we have. The number of regular LGBTQ characters counted on scripted primetime cable series increased from 84 to 92, while reoccurring characters decreased from 58 to 50. This mm-hmm. is a total of 142 LGBTQ characters, regular and reoccurring. Next one. Glad also counted LGBTQ characters on original series that premiered on Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix. They found 45 series regulars and 20 reoccurring LGBTQ characters for a total of 65 characters. This is up from last year's inaugural streaming count of 59. So it went, um, it went up. Um, so another point is lesbian re- representation dropped dramatically on broadcast television, down 16 percentage points to 17% of all LGBTQ characters. Lesbian representation is also down on cable to 20% from 22% reported last year. So, honey, lesbians are not really... This is interesting to me because I would have imagined... Because women have a lot more ability in life to make out with other women without being judged, etc., yeah, that is true, but um, I think that was... You know, I think everything kind of goes with trend. I think it's clearly the trend. Yeah, and you know, the trend is... Um, I think, that, personally speaking, is transgender on me- like media. Well, look what happened to LeVan Cox's show, which I want to talk about after. Okay, well, we'll talk about that. But um, also, another increase is bisexual representation um, on broadcast okay. rose to 30%, up by 10 percentage points from last year. Um... It also rose on streaming series from 20% to 26%. Um, however, cable series have dropped in bisexual representation only by 3%. Um, bisexual women far outnumber bisexual men on every platform. Many of these characters still fall into dangerous stereotypes about bisexual people. You're not going to say nothing about that? What do you mean stereotypes? Stereotypes. Oh, Stereotypes. I had stereotypes. <laughs> I can't go with you. I really can't. Um, so, I'm not gonna read all of these points, no. but you can um, Google. On, don't tell me now. Um, <laughs> I did want to read one more about. There's one about. 
movies being made. But go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I'm I, looking for that. I, I think it's more so than this. There was a recent TV show on ABC. I think it was called When We Rise, uh, which was this... Mm-hmm. Yeah, ABC. Yeah. Um, which got terrible ratings. Mm-hmm. Because clearly people weren't interested in watching a very good dramatization about the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And the quest for gay rights. Yeah. Because I, I wouldn't say that lightly, but the Van Cox show got cancelled after two episodes. Which one? Doubt? Doubt. Because she no one watched put, it. What is she on now? The, the Orange is the New Black. No, 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 no. But again, her character in Orange is the New Black is also very much brutalised. It has got cancelled, but are they yeah. still playing the whole series? There's only two episodes. It got cancelled after airing two episodes. That's so funny because she still shows clips from this show. Does I guess she? she? On her Instagram story. So maybe it's a different... No, I think it's CBS now. She's like an attorney, yeah, right? Yeah, for transgender. Yeah. Is um, it really bad? I will tell you one last thing, um, which does not surprise me. While the years report marks the record high percentage of black series regulars on broadcast... Black women remain underrepresented at only 38% of all black series regular characters. So, on that note, there was an article, and I forgot who wrote it. There's no internet, so I can't find the guy's name. Oh, great. <laughs> great. But I think it was in a, a Washington Post, maybe. Yeah. But basically, it was this guy saying that he went on this bachelor weekend, I think, with three, I think, eight gay or bisexual men. Mm-hmm. And basically he came to realize that they all had such a negative and redundant perception he was black and he said all the people he was with didn't really know much about gay men of color mm-hmm. and he ties this into the media representation saying that in the Said media, up in the beginning what no he was he wrote he, the article yeah he wrote the article it's a personal essay okay. which starts with him going away with these great people like okay. on a trip and he just notices that there's a real lack so of... So he going on whole vacations with random people? It's for somebody's bachelor party or... Oh, okay. Like, kind of like a mutual friend. Location. Go ahead. I wish I had internet. Anyway, the point of the article is as follows. He says that the visibility of gay black men is not only poor, but it's highly dramatized and monolithic. And he says that gay black men are always, always extra, extra feminine mm-hmm. and queeny, which I, I never really thought about, but it does bring to mind the guy who just died. From True Blood. Oh, yeah. Um, what was his name? I don't know his real name. We're terrible people. And we have no internet. If you say that, <laughs> I would have checked the venom. Anyway, so this got me thinking um, do you think it's something to do with the fact that in real life, um, a lot of gay black men who aren't. Don't say nothing crazy, because I feel like it's coming. First of all, his name was Nelson Ellis, who died. Continue. Okay. Because I know there's a lot of issues within the African-American community, especially around Harlem and the Bronx. Um, only because that's where I've done research. That's why I'm specifying there. Cause okay, I know, right? okay. Because it's um, real shady. Okay. No, just because that's where <laughs> I wrote the papers. Okay, go ahead. Um, where there's this real issue of being on the DL. Okay. Have a lot of gay men in the closet because of... And maybe you, know, you can elaborate on the reasons behind this. But if you're not an openly flamboyant gay man, maybe a lot of people are just passing as straight or just trying to be neutral which doesn't really like it's an like it a, doesn't translate is that what you're trying to say yeah was something along those lines like <laughs> you're not saying anything I don't know there's a lot of stuff on the portals you know the feminine stereotypes exist maybe that came out because most 
writers who's why are you laughing? I'm laughing because I feel like you are struggling to get your thoughts out. Just spit it out. I'm just saying, do you think it's a question of being on the DL that the gay characters we do have are flamboyant and feminine? No, no I think people take the easy way out. Um, there are a couple of reasons I think that um, that character or this type of character, like the... Uh, God, I cannot think of anything. The real... The Schmidt. <laughs> so I'm the one that can't speak. Okay. <laughs> What's that Schmidt character? Anyway, I think it is easy for viewers. Viewers like the entertaining gay flamboyant gay guy. So I think, no, but not right. only that, black flamboyant gay guy. Okay. So, no, this me. is very significant. Thanks for, okay, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me, Mr. Excuse me, Sister Soldier, which I know you don't know who that is. But, um... <laughs> no, because it's a big difference. Um, people you're... like that entertaining, like, black queens, I hate to say it like that, or like black flamboyant gay guys are so entertaining to watch. I think they are probably some of the most entertaining people to watch on any platform. So, I think it adds a, um... Comedic effect. Comedic effect, and I just think it's very easy, um, and I just think that people aren't challenging themselves to write other African American, bisexual, gay, whatever um, storylines. Um, but I think that does need to change. But I don't think it has anything to do with the deal. I just because I mean I think that's a good storyline as well. I just think that people don't know how to really. Get but that's into I mean, people don't see it so often in their real life because this guy is saying that there was a lot of. That people just assume this monolithic gay culture mm-hmm. based on what they see on TV. I was just wondering, do a lot of black men in America who aren't necessarily obviously open turn it down a bit just because it's built in them to be on the deal? I don't know how significant this. What do you mean built in? Oh, based on like. Because I, yeah, like I know people are in the DL and there's a lot of cheating going on or whatever, but maybe they're just like trying extra hard to be straight passing, which is why there's. Right, absolutely, absolutely, which I think is so important. Um, and Nico Tortorella, which we mentioned this a couple of weeks back, um, which he mentioned this, I think this is the reason why it's so important to tell different stories of LGBT people from across the board. I mean, there should be a story of someone down, uh, like on the download. I'm sure there are many representations of that. So to expose that character out to the world, I think more people would feel comfortable with even trying to come out. Maybe we should write a TV show. I'm not having this conversation. Okay, (laughs) now, um, do you think there's a white monolithic gay stereotype equivalent to the... Um, yeah. Do you remember the show? You don't. Can you at least ask me? (laughs) I know, you're going to say no. Um, Showtime came out with a series, Queer Ass Folk. Exactly. I've never watched it, but I'm very familiar with you it. You are familiar with Yes. And that is the very, like, white, six-pack gay, goes out to club all the time, mm-hmm. drugs, a lot of problems. There's I a lot of twinkiness as well. There were some twinks, but the major, the main guy was, like, this, like... Really? Really, like, supposedly, like, really hot guy. It's the same white stereotype, great party. It's funny, because when I think of the majority of white gay men, I always think of, kind of... Twinkie, like Cam and Mitch in Modern Family. They're not Twink, though. No, but like Cam. Which one's the. Cam is the heavier one, so he's definitely. To Mitch. <laughs> yeah. Just like that type of persona. Maybe Mitch not... is not a Twink at all. Well, maybe not. Would he be considered like an otter? No, I mean more like personality of a Twink. Like very. Because Twink doesn't have to be just a physical thing, there's personality traits we've discussed in your game. Uh, no, I know, but I don't agree with it, but go ahead. I mean, fine. Not. Fl- not queen-like, but just very... Feminine? But 
in a different way. Anyway, continue. Oh, I'm just saying. I think that's if I have to say what a white representation tends to be. Really? That's what initially comes to my mind. Because the only one that isn't coming to my mind is the guy from How to Get Away with Murder. Who doesn't look. And then, well, have you ever seen um, Looking on HBO? No. Okay, well, great. Um, great, well, I will say the best, I think I've said this before, this is a lesbian show, The L Word is the best, I think, of all time show representing um, people of the LGBTQ community. It was so real. Like, you forget you were watching lesbians. Like, I know so many straight people that watched it. It was just so, so good. Um, and I think that in the media right now, we're lacking storylines. My dad liked it. Did he? Yeah, he was a big fan. Really? Mm-hmm. How about your other family? I think they were just uninterested. They okay. were they were watching Sex in the City. Okay, that's understandable. Were there any lesbians in Sex in the City? Mmm... I think they had... Um, well, they had an episode where Samantha Jones, who is played by Kim Cattrall, mm. she is bisexual, like at trying it out. She had yeah. this like kind of lesbian type affair. I can imagine her doing that. And I think that's it. I could be wrong. Uh, maybe in the earlier seasons, maybe it had some. Okay, nothing significant comes to mind. Yeah, nothing significant. And gay, must be. Oh yeah, um, Charlotte's best friend was gay, and. Uh, how are they represented? And Carrie's best friend is guy. So Gary's best friend, Carrie's best friend was an older guy, bald headed. Um, he had a hard time dating because like of the physical, because he was heavier set, bald, glasses, like very nerdy. So he had a hard time finding love. But then he ends up with Charlotte's best friend in the movies, which clearly you've never seen. Um, and clearly you just watched. Charlotte's best friend is this Italian, very Italian, very loud, flamboyant, gay, I think, interior designer or interior decorator or something like that. Okay, um, so cliche beyond belief. Yeah, yeah, pretty, it was pretty, pretty cliche. Uh, yeah. Um, so the last thing I want to bring up is... Is that better than a representation? Cliche representation of no representation? I think that's a really good point that I was thinking. I think any representation is better than no representation. You don't want to get killed left, right, and center? Well, that's the lesbian. <laughs> Talking about the lesbian sisters. Um, <laughs> I think any, represent, any representation is better than none, but I just think that um, writers. these writers need to yeah. take the time to either get... LGBTQ writers who actually know the storylines or do their research and tell better stories. And to take away the fact that we're all the same. We all deal through with relationship issues as much as they're different. It's the same type of issues we still go through. The thing with the L word, which I found to be so great, they were just, you had your people who had troubles with infidelity. You have very normal, like racism I think was the topic because one of the girls was in an interracial um, relationship. I may be making that up though. But I know she was in an interracial relationship but I'm sure it's something around that. Um, career stuff, like all very normal shit that we all go through day to day. It's funny though to me because I, not to jump into more stereotypes, but I imagine a lot of writers are LGBT. Not always. Like a lot of Not always. I mean, you see in present day, they get, what's her name? Um, the chick, Rodriguez chick, to play a transgender woman. No, I mean the writers. A, the people who are I know writers. what you're talking about, but I don't think that's always the case. No. I mean, because you would think that for a transgender role, you would think that you would cast a transgender person, right? Uh, well, they mean. don't. Well, they don't do that. Well, so the one TV show that I do think does it very well that's transparent. Oh, you watch it? I do. I'm a big fan. 
You don't, clearly? Mm-hmm. No, sure don't. All right, so you don't watch the relevant stuff. Just a second. Oh, 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 right. oh, we're going to be shady to you. Oh, we're, we're doing you. that. We're doing that. Okay, okay. It's, it's very good. That's cute. Deserved. Um, well, I did watch Looking on HBO, which I, I really love. I'm sorry. It did get canceled, but they came out with a little short movie, so don't do it. Don't <laughs> and they do also it. had Hunting Season, right? That was another TV show with Ben Bauer. Uh, Matt Bond? Ben Bond. I don't know. I, um, so set we, in New York City. It was started as a web series. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was called Hunting Season. No, I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure it was. Um, I will say the one last thing. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe Hunting Season was another one. I think it could have been a gay porno. So let me just get this last point out. So I was reading the All Huffington Post. Um, and the name of this article, depiction of LGBT characters in Hollywood has actually gotten worse. That is the lead-in. Only 17.5% of 126 major movies released in 2015 contain characters who identified as LGBT, according to Glass 2016 Studio Responsibility Index. Although this marks no change at all from previous year, there's been a clear decrease in the quality of that representation. So do you think... I know you just asked me what I think about it, but do you think the quality of a character is more important than the quantity of LGBT characters in media? I think quantity is important. Why? why? Just because I think if you're living in rural Arkansas, Mm -hmm. you really feel isolated. The media is a way to realize you're not alone. If you see one great character, it's like, great, that's just one character in many. Mm-hmm. But if there's many characters, even if they're getting shot left, right, and center, it's still like, oh, at least I exist in a plethora. Yeah. I will get shot, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm like kind of on the pencil on that. That was a joke. You weren't listening to me. Never mind. It was just probably a, it was just terrible. You're a terrible joke. It I'm was sure. probably you weren't even listening. I'm sure. No. <laughs> I'm sure. No one else laughed at that. If someone could tweet me, if anyone got the joke, please tweet to us and let us know that you got the joke. What was the joke again? Now I feel like I need to actually hear what I was saying. Oh. I was saying that if you're um, alone in Arkansas and you see one great gay character on TV it doesn't really create that sense of community because it's just one character. But if you see many characters on many different TV shows, it will reduce that sense of isolation, even though you know you're probably going to get shot by a stray bullet. I think it's kind of... See, I cut you off right before the punchline, which I'm so glad I did. So... I mean, I see you laughing. It's a good joke. Only because it was so terrible. I mean, it's one of those ironic jokes, like, well, this is our representation. I don't even know what ironic means half the time. So anyway, um, I am kind of on the fence because I do think it's very important to develop characters and humanize them instead of just having a whole bunch of really flamboyant gay men or really butch lesbians or any of these stereotypes that we have. I think it's more important. Actually, I'm not on the fence. I think it's quality. (laughs) I think it's quality. I think we're in a um, time frame and I think if you can develop them in a way that humanizes them, I think that's way more effective in bridging the gap between like homophobia and um yeah, why are you looking at me like that? No, I was just wondering why you were ironing your <laughs> anyway, we are out of time. Um, do you have any closing things to say? Um, 
I apologize for any spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Whatever. Um, You're already in a bad mood. I'm today. really not. Um, that is it. This are. is all. This is it for this week. Let me know if you think Corny's being short with oh, me today. Um, hit us up at the Preview Podcast on Twitter, and we will be back next week.